Wow, hello, welcome to the Hawley Baptist Church online service. It's great to have you with us. My name is Martin. I'm one of the ministers of the church and I just wanted to welcome you. But I just want to say that uh, if this is your first time here or if you've been coming for a while, we would love to make contact uh, with you. And the best way of doing that is for you to make contact with us and there's different ways you can do that firstly you can email us at join.in at hawleybaptist.org.uk you can just say hi say who you are and uh, we'd love to have a chat with you if you have any any particular prayer requests then there is a confidential prayer email which is prayer at hawleybaptist.org.uk and there are people there who just want to chat to you and pray for you regardless of whatever that situation uh, may be so do email us or you can find us on facebook just search for holy baptist church uh, in the facebook search bar uh, find our facebook page and do like our facebook page and then you will be kept up to date with anything that's happening uh, also you can message us through the facebook messenger bit of the uh, facebook page and just let us know that you're there and we'd love to once again uh, make contact and have a chat with you. The other way of doing it is to go to our website www.hawleybaptist.org.uk and you can go to the contact us section and click on uh, the section you want to contact us and uh, just fill out the online form and that will go to our administrator. So yeah, just let us know that you're there you can, if you're watching this live, feel free to write in the comments section below uh, and uh, we'd love to just greet you and welcome you and yeah, we'd love you to be part of our fellowship. Have a great day, enjoy the service and uh, hopefully one day I might be able to meet you face to face. Bye.
welcome Hello. to the fourth Advent Sunday, last Sunday before Christmas Day. Welcome, I hope you've had a wonderful day so far. Nice breakfast, coffee, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you to everyone that sent in your joining photos uh, for our countdown this week. Really, really lovely. And um, in a moment, I will tell you what our joining photo topic is for. <laughs> The, for Christmas Day, actually, we're going for our countdown for on Christmas Day. Okay, but I'll tell you that in a minute. First of all, um, do um, say hello in the comments below, and I've got something I want you to discuss in the comments. I want you to share what your favourite Christmas food is. What is your favourite Christmas, Christmas food? food that you oh. wouldn't normally have, maybe the rest of the year? Go on, Eddie. Um, like the um, the the like you know you have those. Things that come out in a minute. Um, Let's guess those the pastries. food. Do you mean a Yorkshire pudding? Yeah, and um, it's not really Christmas, but yeah, okay, we, we could have them for Christmas this year. Yeah, go on, Eve. Um, mince pie. Mince pie. That's your favourite. Christmas cake. Christmas cake. I oh. like. Go on, Ent. Uh, my um. My homemade pork pie. Homemade pork pie. That's not. That's not a Christmas food. That's just a food generally. Uh, I think my favourite is, is Christmas style stuffing, stuffing balls and things. Oh, I see. Not on its own, obviously. Yeah. Cranberry like. and something. Yeah, cranberry and something stuffing. I like those sort of stuff. Oh, I tell you what, the girls do like for Christmas. Oh, um, I think it's maybe um, what I do like for Christmas is that. Uh, carrots. She carrots. Can't, she can't carrots. form normal sentences. Yeah, it's often. obviously not this morning. <laughs> she like they like they all like the pigs in blankets. Pigs in blankets. Yes. Yeah, anyway, um, while you're writing that in there, um, <laughs> half the service gone. <laughs> for Christmas Day, for the countdown, for the joining photos, I want you to send in photos of Christmas past. Okay, so photos of you with friends and family sometime in the past. Because I know that for many of us, we won't be spending Christmas with friends or family. Um, so maybe you've got photos from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and so on. Um, last year. You, uh, last year. <laughs> of you having Christmas with friends and family. So you can send those in to join.in at hollybaptist.org.uk and we'd love to use that in our countdown for Christmas Day. So can I have those by Wednesday at the we very latest? We had one latest. pop up on our memory in our Facebook, didn't we? Somebody's first Christmas. Oh yeah, Ellie's first Christmas you popped up on our... Um, the next to the Christmas tree, the little Christmas baby. Tree. Maybe we should share that. You had no hair. No, I, I even, um, there's something um, on the Christmas tree. You know that that photo? That photo. Well, we can share it in the joining photo. We can share the joining photo, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I'm going to share with you now. Thank you for your comments. Um, according to Asda, the um, a Christmas dinner in terms of ranking from favourite, from least favourite to favourite. Okay, so the things you'd normally have a Christmas dinner, I'm going to give you the rankings from least favourite to favourite. So least favourite, still a favourite, still appear on the list, is Brussels sprouts. I'm just say I knew Brussels sprouts was going to be on there. They're nice. Mini cabbages. Next yeah. is parsnip. No, I love parsnip. Daddy. Yeah. 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 Your dad doesn't know. Granddad yeah. doesn't know. Like no, no. Then it's pigs yeah. in blankets. What? Third? No, not. It's, yeah, it's, it's actually what well, sixth. Daddy. And number five, stuffing. Daddy brought out. At number four, gravy. Depends what the gravy is, really. Uh, number three, turkey. 
Yeah. 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 Do you remember Top. Judith Jackson's um, roast dinners? We had you had every potato you every could potato you could imagine. imagine. Roast yeah. potatoes, mashed potatoes, boiled Don't potatoes. Don't remember having chips though. No, but that's no. you know. Right now, let's draw the lines we up. are going to light our advent candle. We got we got four candles to light this morning. So here we go. I can stand. can you light the first one? So now, listen, before we light, Daddy. No blowing out of candles until, until the, the very end. end. Okay. And I get to blow up my one. Right, first one. First one. You can, now you got to remember what it was stood for first. Um, hope. Oh. <laughs> hope. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Like. Is her middle name? Wait. Why do I have to do hope when? Um, because you're nearest daddy with the candles. Right, next one. Joel gonna do this one. Mummy, can you help? Right, can you girls, do you remember what the next one was? Cheer. No, not cheer. Joy. No. no. Faith. Faith, excellent. Joy. No. Next one. No. Hold it in. No. Next one was... Um, cheer. Joy. 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 Cheer is not... Joy. Joy. And then Mummy's going to light this last one, <laughs> which is for this week, peace. Cheer. Peace. Cheer, did you say? Cheer. 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 Peace. Cheer. Peace. Obsessed with cheer. Peace. You can watch my reflection on peace on YouTube. There we go. So we got... No, yeah, hold it in. Hope. Hope, faith, faith joy, joy, peace. Blow. And then we've got the little good day. Ready, go. <laughs> Oh, oh no, let me do it. Put one for Joel, Joel quickly. Here you go, Joel. No! No, no for Joel, no, because you did all of those four between you and Eve. Yay! Yay. There we go. Now, Eve. Oh, so, you candles are going to be so in trouble. You have got a, a memory verse, not memory verse, a Bible verse to read. So, Joel, you need to be quiet because you need to be able to hear Eve. Nice Look at the loud. camera and nice and loud. I don't think you want to leave you peace. My peace, I give you. I do not give it to you as the world does. So don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. Wow, done. Sorry for Joel and Ellie. And that's from John chapter fourteen, verse twenty-seven. That was amazing. Well done. Well done. There, yeah, now we're gonna sing a carol, okay? Not a a popular carol, not a traditional carol. It's Mary's boy child, okay? Not yet. Not that man done yet, right? Right. You ready? A long time ago in Bethlehem, so the Holy Bible say. Christ was born on Christmas Day. And now hear the angels sing the new King born today. And we shall live forevermore because of Christmas Day. While shepherds, while shepherds watch their flocks by night, saw the bright new shining star. And then they heard a choir sing. 
I can't talk. Dear Lord, thank you that just, just as the angels sung about your birth, that you, that we can sing about your birth today. Thank you that 2,000 years ago you came to this earth. You made yourself nothing so that we might have eternal life and be saved from sin. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Lovely singing, Joel. Yes. Now, we have got coming up. We've got Helen bringing us the third part of our sermon series at Unexpected Christmas. We've got some carols, we've got some prayers, and we've got something very, very special that's coming now. No, don't play around with that, please. An Unexpected Visitor. That's actually the name of our sermon, but it's also the name of this next slot. Some people this week from church had some unexpected visitors, and we're going to watch what happened now. So we're going to say goodbye. We're going to say bye, and uh, enjoy. Bye! Well, here we are at Pam and Dennis's, and we're going to try our first game of uh, Name That Tune. Uh, no carol singers this year, so this is our alternative, as we are the unexpected visitors at Pam and Dennis's. Let's go and knock on that door. Just about to go out. Do come out. Do come out. Well, thank you. We're, no, no. But we're playing a new game. Really? No, no carol singers this year, so it's called Name That Tune. So I'm going to play a. I'm going to play a carol. I'm not the right one to ask for this. We'll see. I'm going to play a carol in reverse. Oh gosh. And you're going to tell me what carol it is. So oh, you ready, Dennis? You'll shine with this. So a carol what, in reverse. So what is this? Oh. So what is this? Oh, backwards. Backwards, yes, but you've indeed. got to recognise the so, tune. So let's try. Oh gosh, I don't think I can do that. I can, but try. I don't usually play things in backwards. Uh, <laughs> well, you do it every other way. Yeah. I like your Christmas shirt, Neil. Thank you. Right, yeah, it's cool. So let's see if you can name this tune. Come on, what? you're the musical one. 
what do you think it was? So here we are at Rob and Sarah's at uh, door number two and let's see how good they are at a carol in reverse. Let's go and knock the door and find out. Nice red Christmassy door. Surprise. Nice to see you as well. You. Well, we've got a game for you. Is, is Sarah with you as well? Yeah, hello. Oh, hello. Yeah. hello. Nice to see oh, you. I'm loving the shirt, now. Thank you. We've got a game for you. It's um, it's a carol in reverse. So I'm going to play it, and oh. you've got to tell me what the carol is. You ready? Ready to play? <laughs> we'll try. I'm not sure let's, I understand, but go on. Let's see if you can recognise this song. And here we are at Duncan and Jill's for number three. Let's see how good they are at listening to a carol in reverse. Let's go knock on the door. Nice Christmas wreath. game a Christmas game no carol singers this year so we thought we would try people see if they can recognize a carol when played in reverse oh, all right so here comes a carol like and you're gonna tell me can you recognize which carol this is okay Eventually. <laughs> so that's it. Thank you so much, Duncan, Jill, and Emily. You're welcome. <laughs> Hello, Doug. Great to see you. Hey, 
some people may recognize you from an interview that I did back in August. Do you want to quickly explain who you are and uh, who you work for? Yes, well, I'm, I'm just Doug Kilborn. I volunteer as the administrator for the Henry Smith's Hawley and Southwood charity. Small charity, about, uh, we've got about £14,000 a year to spend at the moment. Um, enhanced in August by £4,500 from the Baptist Church, which was gratefully received. Yes, and um, for those of you who don't know the Henry Smith charity, they can go back on YouTube and they can watch a video where you talk about the Henry Smith charity, where it came from and the work that you do, which is great. If they're um, tempted to do that, that's fine. <laughs> um, I thought it'd just be good just to do a quick update of where some of that four and a half thousand pounds has been spent and who it's been spent on. So would you be able to enlighten us uh, to what's happened? I will indeed. Some of these figures are a little bit like round figures, but in, in the period between when we last met and uh, 2nd of December when I did some accounting, uh, we'd spent in the region of £5,000 on individuals and we had um, purchased £1,000 worth of Tesco's vouchers which about £300 of those have been dis disseminated as well and we've got the rest in the bank to spend over Christmas. Now that um, and I put my glasses on for this bit because of numbers. Um, the sort of people we've helped, we've helped two students, eight single mums, two people with disabilities, eight homeless people who seem to be um, housed in their droves in Hawley at the moment. Um, we've helped two people who are going to take on courses to get back into work uh, with course fees four families on low income and we gave £500 to um, Martin Saunders Level Up Scheme which was providing um, computers for kids who were needed to do online schooling. So, you're, so you've spent about £6,000 uh, in the past three or so months and you're committed to some more expenditure. How Would you have been able to have done that um, without the donations that you got from from kind people through the church? If we hadn't had the donation from the church, we would be beginning to say to ourselves, it's, it's only December and we don't get any more money from Smiths until October of next year. Mm. And we would be running out of money. We still may run out of money, even with the kind donation from church members. Um, it, if, we go, if we carry on at the current rate, um, we will run out of money. So, so perhaps, so perhaps if over the Christmas period people wanted to donate some money to the Henry Smith charity, uh, then they could do the easiest thing would be to do that through the church, and I can show after this interview um, how people can do that uh, in a nice, easy way. So, yeah, yeah. But um, the support that church members have given so far has been. It's not surprising because I know what you guys are like, but uh, very, very helpful. Now, that's great. Thank you so much uh, for updating us, Doug. We're so pleased that that money has gone to the people that need it the most. And uh, yeah, 
do keep us do keep in contact and do let us know if you need help in the future if you have the hbc app on your phone then just go to the hbc app click on that and when you open it you'll see a section called giving click on giving and that will take you to a web page where you can put in your amount you can select uh, make lunch and henry smith it'll just go to henry smith click gift aid and then donate alternatively you can go straight to the web page which is hbc.myino.co.uk forward slash giving or scan this qr code Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. Then philosophy is wondering if that makes ketchup a smoothie. So this morning we're going to be looking at a few characters uh, who know the tomato does not belong in a fruit salad. So much so that one of the few things we do actually know about them is that they were wise, they were full of wisdom. They're characters who we so readily talk about in our nativity stories and are put in our nativity scenes, but maybe not always the most accurately. The wise men, the magi, the three kings, they come by many names, but really, who were they? You may think that you know about the three kings or the three wise men. And I imagine when you think about the wise men visiting Jesus, it looks something like this, right? Three posh blokes in a rough, shoddy stable at night, cooing over this little tiny newborn baby whilst surrounded by cows. Tell me I'm wrong. But there's a bunch of misconceptions in there that many people hold so close to. Firstly, wise men, kings, magis, who were they? There were many schools of thought around who these guys were and Christians for millennia, Bible scholars, and above all, teachers trying to put on nativity plays have tried to work out the identity of these men. So they could have been generic wise men, royal advisors, philosophers, sorcerers, or a common school of thought, astrologers, because that would make sense as to why they were looking at the skies to notice a new star, which itself may have been a comet, but who knows? But the list goes on. The second thing is, we always say three wise men or three kings, but we don't know that there were three of them. There may have been a plethora of men that rocked up, maybe with their whole families, but we know that there were three gifts, which we'll come to in a moment. But we know there were probably more than three, because if they were these dignitaries and these nobles, then they would have certainly have at least had some servants with them. There may have also been other gifts. Number three, because just because those three are mentioned doesn't mean there weren't other more normal gifts that also came. Maybe a week's worth of dinners would have been ideal and what they were really after. Number four, they followed the star, 
Well, they, they did kind of follow the star, that's right, but they didn't follow it to Bethlehem to begin with. First, they followed the star and it took them to Herod. And they said, Herod, where's the new king? Herod obviously freaks out at this idea, but talks to his advisors, finds out the, you know, biblical texts that they had at the time. And, you know, that the prophet's scrolls say that he was to be born in Bethlehem. So it's actually Herod that sends the Magi towards Bethlehem. But then the star realigns and then they follow the star the rest of the way to Bethlehem. Number five, that beautiful stable, you know, these big posh men coming to this lowest stable, but they didn't see him in the stable. They saw him in a house and we can read that in verse 11 of our passage today. It points us to that they had moved into a house by the time they got there, which could have been up to two years later. That's point six. Hold on. But I very much doubt that for those two years, Mary and Joseph decided to take up residence in a stable, even if a house with a newborn can sometimes feel like one. Trust me. And then number six. They potentially didn't get there until Jesus was up to age around two. We know this because Herod, after he had, you know, freaked out and sent the Magi to go and see the baby king and then report back so he could go and worship him, which we know wasn't his true intentions. When he found out that the Magi weren't coming back to tell him, he decreed that all boys under the age of two to be killed to take out the threat of a new king. So there was a lot unexpected about the visit from these men. Firstly, the visit itself. Now imagine you've just had a baby. I had a baby earlier this year and I cannot imagine if I was, you know, sitting there feeding my son and then next thing we know, my door knocks. I quite like random visitors. I've always got the kettle on. But imagine opening that door and finding dignitaries, finding nobles, finding royal advisors, bringing gifts for your child. Mary didn't know they were coming. Mary didn't know these men, but here they were bringing gifts to worship her child. Now she knew that Jesus was God's son, but this may have been another confirmation of just that. And then those gifts, now, I keep mentioning them, but they were slightly strange gifts, let's be honest. Gold, frankincense and myrrh. What even are they? Gold, don't get me wrong, I understand what gold is. This isn't gold, this is just painted. But what Jesus had was real gold. And now, you might think it's slightly strange for a baby, but I guess you could get away with it. Because, you know, it's an investment for their future. Or maybe it's a keepsake in an ornamental form. But this was gold, as if for a king. Because we know that Jesus was the king of kings. And this is the first that we see of that uh, story becoming true. The second present, frankincense. And now, we never hear really much of frankincense except in the Bible, especially at this point. But it's now used and was then in worship. It's still used across many 
churches uh, across the country and across the world. And actually that is showing that people would worship Jesus, that he was worthy of giving everything and worshipping him. Again, strange, unexpected, but nothing is as strange and unexpected as the third, myrrh. Now, myrrh is a perfume. You think, oh, lovely, nice little bit of perfume. Babies can smell a bit at times, but not that sort of perfume. This was used to make dead bodies smell. I've written nice, but I don't think you can ever make a dead body smell nice. And this was to show that Jesus would suffer and would die. We know now, uh, 2000 years on, they found out 33 odd years later that Jesus would suffer and then die, which means that all of us can now know God. That was part of the big point of Jesus coming to earth. We've got so many other videos um, on our channel and many other talks that we've done that explain just that. I urge you to go and look at some of the others if you don't know that story, because it's amazing. Definitely go and find the ones from Easter. But imagine turning up as that wise man. Imagine your gift in your hand. I gave a gift recently to someone and I was like, oh, but they might not like it. What if they don't like it? I'll put the gift receipt in. We have a habit of doing that, don't we? If we're a bit nervous of a present, I'll put the gift receipt in for them. But that was a book and some clothes. This is a perfume foreshadowing your son's death. Imagine the conviction that wise man must have had. He must have known there was something special about this baby that must have come from God. God must have said to him, this is what you must give. No one in their right mind would give a present for a new child that foreshadows their death. Slightly unexpected. So why did the wise men come? Why was their visit important? Why do we talk about it still now? Well, they came then to worship, to present him with gifts and to acknowledge that he is the king. He is God's son. It was to marvel at this new king. But for us now, it shows us that all are welcome to Jesus. We are told in the Bible about two sets of visitors that see Jesus in his early years. The first being the shepherds, the lowest of the low, the most humble, lowliest job regarded in that day. And the other being these wise men, these nobles, these dignitaries, the highest of the high, these men that want for nothing. But both were welcome to meet Jesus in his infancy. And that's still the same now. From the highest of the high to the lowest of the low, all are welcome to meet with Jesus. The other thing that this story shows us is about these unexpected gifts. And actually, as I said before, that must have come from God prompting to give those three items. So what is God calling us to give to him? He asked those wise men to give those gifts to Jesus, to show who he was and what he could do. Maybe God's calling the same of you and of me. Maybe God's saying, 
you need to do this. You need to give me that, or you need to give this person something. It may not be a physical, give them a book. It may not be, give them a meal. It may be, give them some time. It may be God saying, give me some time. Maybe you need to spend more time with God over this Christmas festive period, acknowledging who he is and why he came. Normally, one of my favourite parts of the Christmas season is popping into people's places and people popping around here, sharing a glass of mulled wine and a mince pie. But obviously this year, it's a little bit different. No unexpected visits. But that first Christmas, that first unexpected visit was powerful, was telling and was important for all of history. So this year, just because we can't have unexpected visits or unexpected visitors, that doesn't mean it can't be a powerful Christmas, a telling Christmas, and a Christmas that changes history, even if just for one person. So remember this year, as you gather with another household, or maybe two, as you meet people for walks or on Zoom, we should always be looking for God to move in the unexpected.
Father. While for so many of us, this time of year can see our schedules speeding up, our to-do list shouting to us, reminding us about all the tasks yet to be done. Forgive us for giving too much time and attention to other things, O Lord. While the current pandemic and the necessary restrictions bring their own challenges to our preparations and celebrations, help us, O Lord, to use this time for resourcing, of steadying our hurried pace and easing the pounding of our hearts through the quieting of our minds. Remind us that life is not always about being swift and that there is more to living than increasing the speed. Help us to choose not one, but many holy pauses this festive season. Please nudge us to step away from the Christmas crazy and to spend time alone with you. While there may not be the same flurry of activity, of Christmas parties or performances, nor long journeys or adventures in search of some winter sun, help us use this time to reflect. Help us to reach a place of understanding of what this past year has come to show us, to teach us, and that in you and with you, we can see the way forward with hope, O Lord. Guide those who do not know you, those who want to know you, but don't know how, or are too afraid to take the first step, or those whose faith this year has been shaken. As we approach that holy night, let us not forget the real reason for Christmas. Direct our hearts and minds towards you. Thank you for your reminder that in both seasons of celebration and in seasons of brokenness, you are still with us, for you never leave us, and that through your son, Jesus Christ Emmanuel, you came to new life, peace, hope, and joy. Amen. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, yeah. Oh, it's wriggling. Next time we'll see you be Christmas Day. Woo-hoo! Exciting. So yeah. See yeah. you later. Uh, enjoy yourself. Enjoy this last song. Bye. Bye. <laughs> There's a frost on the ground, set a fire in my soul Today everything can change There's a flame in my heart that'll never grow cold Today is the Saviour's day So the path may be covered in virgin white snow Your starlight will guide the way And the angels are singing, we are not alone Today is the Saviour's day
Let the bells ring out on the Savior's day. Let the church. 